Happy game day, Seattle hockey fans. The Seattle Kraken will host the St. Louis Blues. It's going to be a pretty exciting night for a former member of the St. Louis squad. And this is an important game for the Seattle Kraken. And it's all about if we are going to be able to really get into our strategy versus playing out of necessity. I'll explain that and we'll go over some notes and quotes and things you need to know ahead of tonight's game coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Kraken part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Erica L. Ayala here, your host of Locked On Kraken, and today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Now, today's episode, again, is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, go visit FanDuel.com backslash locked on to get started. And we will definitely talk about the FanDuel odds a little bit later in this episode. Now, the Seattle Kraken back in the win column. We had our longest ever franchise streak come to an end on the back end of a really long road trip where we were very ill. We've had a lot of players out with injury. Basically, you know, anything that could happen to the Kraken seemed to have happened to the Kraken. You know what I mean? But uh, we're taking on the St. Louis Blues and we're going to get to some uh, notes and quotes and things that you need to know about tonight's game, including a milestone potentially for Jaden Schwartz. And then later in the show, I want to break down this idea versus about strategy versus necessity. And I think I'm hopeful that we're starting to tip the scales a little bit here for the Seattle Kraken. It's been, let's just be honest, desperation time. But as the roster starts getting back to what Ron Francis and company had in mind to when they started the season, is that enough? Is that enough? And for me, at least right now, I don't know. We'll get into that and what exactly that means. But as I mentioned, let's get you ready for tonight's game day. The Seattle Kraken are taking on the St. Louis Blues. Here are some facts that you need to know about the game. Today, uh, as we get ready for the game at CPA Climate Pledge Arena, the overall record for the visiting St. Louis Blues, 24-20-2. Their away record, 10-12-1 in their last 10 games. They are 6-3 and 1. Robert Thomas is their leading goal scorer or leading point scorer, excuse me, at 49 points. Their power plays at a 14.2% clip. The penalty kill at a 78.2% clip for the Seattle Kraken. We are 2018 and 9, 49 points overall on the season. Our home record is 10-9 and 3. 
we we went six and four in our last 10. Vince Dunn and Oliver Bjorkstrand are our leading point scorers. Oliver Bjorkstrand is also, of course, our all-star. We have a better power play at a 20.5% clip. I'll talk about that and what Dave Axtell had to say about the power play in particular. And at a 79.4% clip, just mildly, mildly above what St. Louis has right now. So the Seattle Kraken, and I mentioned this before, you know, talking about can we just get to the all-star break? And we're getting closer. We knew that this was going to be a schedule, at least on paper, where the Seattle Kraken could start to make up some ground. And I still think they can do that. And I think it'll be interesting to see what the Seattle Kraken do when it comes to goaltending. I thought Jeff Baker had a great article for the Seattle Times. But again, that's going to fall into our strategy versus necessity conversation coming up later on the show. Speaking of goaltending, in case you missed it, Philip Grubauer has been activated. Chris Drieger sent back down to the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Now, there was a time a couple of weeks ago where I was curious if that was going to happen. If there was going to be maybe a little bit more competition for that second spot really in net. And again, we'll talk about goaltending in a minute and uh, and what Joey Decord has been able to do. But in that last outing that we saw... Chris Drieger taking on um, the New York Rangers. I was at that game. You know, it, it was nothing that really stood out to me from Drieger's performance. I thought he had that great performance against Calgary, but we didn't see that same intensity and momentum. So not surprised there. John Hayden also uh, sent back to the Firebirds. That one I, I think we pretty much knew. But some updates for you regarding what those um, players being sent back to Coachella Valley mean potentially. One is, as a lot of people have reported, Kate Shefty among them, thinking that maybe Maddie Beneers is making his way back. Don't have any word officially, but we know he took a gnarly hit, has been out of the lineup. L.A. Tolvanen also missed some time. Jaden Schwartz missed some time. And, of course, Yanni Gord uh, was serving a suspension. He talked after practice yesterday, did not want to get into what his thought was on whether he should have been suspended or not. He is just eager to play. And I, for one, am eager to see the pepper pot back in action. Now, I mentioned Schwartz, Jaden Schwartz. Um, you know, if he were to suit up tonight, this would make his 700th game in the National Hockey League. So stick taps to you, Schwartzy. You probably, if you're an everyday or an OG, or you know that I have always been pretty high on Jaden Schwartz. I know of the Schwartz family because of Jaden's sister, who unfortunately passed away, Mandy Schwartz and the Mandy Schwartz Foundation, and all that Mandy Schwartz and the Schwartz family has really meant when it comes to bone marrow um, donors and the donor... Um, you know, uh, kind of uh, the the registry and things of that nature. I've been following what the Schwartz family has been doing with that respect because of my women's hockey coverage. And then when I saw Jaden Schwartz was coming to Seattle, that was one of the reasons I got pretty excited to take this gig with Locked on Kraken. Anyway, I digress. The, these are some things that uh, Dave Haxtell had to say about Jaden Schwartz before tonight's game, which again, uh, Dave is doing a great job. I think it's a great job, certainly from his perspective. Maybe not from my perspective as a media member, but he's being a little close 
to the hip when it comes to a lot of things, which I love, I respect. And I think, again, the strategy versus necessity, that might fit into that. But we're going to talk about that later on the show. He says that Schwartz has an easy way about him. I loved that quote. I absolutely loved that quote. Everything is just easygoing. You know, he, he has his way of getting kind of air quotes worked up and riled up. He's not a pepper pot or a hothead of like some of the other guys, you know, he's not, he doesn't have that quote unquote orange cat energy, but he has, that's not to say that his presence isn't well-known and well-respected. And that's what I think I, I really enjoy covering Jaden Schwartz in his career with the Seattle Kraken. Um, Dave also says that, um, you know, He's the kind of guy who he's not big. None of our guys are, but you feel his presence. You feel his game. Uh, he has a really great way of playing in front of the net. I've talked about that before, right before he got hurt earlier in the season. I was saying that the Seattle Kraken have wanted to have more of a net front presence, and the net front presence was almost exclusively Jaden Schwartz. He really put himself, quite literally, in the position in front of the net, but also from a leadership perspective. As I'm hearing and reporting to you all on this podcast that the Seattle Kraken need more of a net front presence, you saw Jaden take the leadership role and put himself in those positions and it was looking really good. And then unfortunately he was injured. So, um, I mean, I could go on and on about Jaden Schwartz, but I want you to hear what he told media today. Again, we're expecting that he will be in the lineup. It sounded like he's definitely um, one of the quote game time decisions. So Schwartz, Beneers and Tolvanen, is uh, are the game time decisions that Dave Haxtell mentioned? Um, those players were um, asked about specifically, and so again, I like that Dave is keeping things a little close to the vest, you know, close to the hip. Um, but again, here's what Jaden had to say um, specifically regarding reaching that 700th milestone or nearly reaching it, and how he knew it was coming up. I really like this part of the um of his answer i should say earlier today yeah it means a lot i mean it's something i you know you don't really think about as you're you know you there's so many games you're playing every other day but obviously pretty special to hit milestones like that um i think every player would tell you that and you know you grow up as a kid just kind of you know dreaming and watching hockey and then to to be able to live out your dream and in different ways is pretty exciting and for me and my family, I've had a lot of good teammates over the year, over the years, kind of with me and supporting me. And it's, uh, yeah, it means a lot. It's it's something that every every guy enjoys, kind of hitting different milestones for sure. Um, not till I had a couple people reaching out about possibly coming to the game. This was a f maybe a month ago. Uh, you know what? They ended up uh, they were at the game in Edmonton, and I saw them, and they were over here over Christmas, um, you know, for the Winter Classic, and I ended up spending some time with some of the blues players last night so ended up being a little bit busy and they, they decided to uh to hold off and just come come on another date so there was Jaden again saying that he did have family and friends in the last handful of weeks that were able to celebrate with him and that's actually how he knew he was approaching this milestone that we expect him to reach 700 nhl games of course he played some of those games with 
the St. Louis Blues. I found this really interesting from the notes that um, Jaden Schwartz, um, he could be the 68th player to play 700 games and to reach 700 games against a former team. Again, I mentioned the net front presence with Jaden Schwartz, um, that Dave Haxel says he plays big. Um, and and I just I think this is great. I think he's a great alternate captain here for the Seattle Kraken. Maybe a little more silent than other guys, but for sure effective. That's Jaden. Glad he's a part of the Kraken. Coming up on Locked on Kraken, I mentioned some players returning. Yanni Gord is a big one. Philip Grubauer, a big one. And I think between those two, it really sets us up to, to have a little bit of a conversation again about strategy versus necessity, which includes the mentality that the Seattle Kraken need moving forward in this season. You get the win against Chicago, but, you know, Hack wasn't, pleased with the performance neither were the guys and i think there's good reason for that so how can we exercise some of those you know inconsistency demons if you will and really usher in the seattle kraken way that we want to play in a push for the playoffs all that and so much more coming up on today's episode of locked on kraken Today's episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by our friends at Indeed. Now, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 150 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning, hello AI, from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com backslash locked on. Just go to indeed.com backslash locked on right now and support our show. Yes, support our show by uh, saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Visit indeed.com backslash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire, then you need Indeed. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken is also brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Uh, the NFL regular season over, done with. We've got just a couple of games before we know who plays in the big game. But there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get a $150 bonus bets Bonus bets package, excuse me, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. If you want to place a bet on tonight's game against St. Louis, right now we can see that the spread is plus 1.5 in favor of the Blues. That's a minus 1.5 for the Kraken. You can also see the over-under 6.5 over for the Blues, 6.5 under 
for the Kraken. What's that money line? Oh, I'd love to tell you. Thanks for asking. The money line for the St. Louis Blues in tonight's game, plus 136. Seattle Kraken money line, minus 164. So you can check out the odds for tonight's game, but you can also look at the same day parlays. There's a new find bets uh, in the explore tab. You can find parlays in the Parlay Hub and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com backslash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the National Football League. Thanks as always, Seattle hockey fans, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily destination. And a reminder that you can find the Locked on Sports Today show. We, of course, have the first ever 24-7 streaming channel. We actually have a few of them. Hello. Uh, we have the first ever 24-streaming uh, channel dedicated to sports. And Locked on NHL is one of those shows that you can see and listen to on our Locked on Sports Today YouTube page. Today, I I was on Locked on NHL talking about the PWHL, talking about the rivalry series coming up and a few other nuggets. So, of course, you want to make sure that you are checking out Locked on Sports today. It's another great way to support the work that we do at Locked on Kraken and throughout the Locked on NHL channel. Another thing I want to let you know, since it's a game day, is that you can listen to Sirius SXM. Maybe you listen to Sirius SXM and you listen to the Locked on Kraken podcast after you search for the Locked on Kraken podcast. Then go ahead and search Sirius SXM and find your favorite broadcast team to listen to the game. If you want to hear Everett and Al, go for it. If you want to hear the opponents, go for it. But you can find it all on Sirius SXM. It's a game day. We've got some players returning. I talked a little bit about Yanni Gord. I talked a little bit about Philip Grubauer. But also Matty Beneers, um, Tolvanen, Vince Dunn made his way back. Of course, we know that Andre Burakovsky has already been in and out of the lineup a bunch of times. So players are returning. But what are they returning to? What are the lines going to look like? You know, because we've been without Beneers. So McCann's been on that top line with Everly and Tatar. Crushing it. Crushing it. You know, Oliver Bjorkstrand is doing fantastic. So, you know, what? just on Ollie alone, he has 10 points, two goals, and eight assists in his last 10 games uh, against the Blues. So we already want to watch him in this game in particular. And, um, you know, but but these guys have been crushing it. Tomas Tatar with, uh, with two goals the other night. Beautiful breakaway. Beautiful. So, what, so guys coming back. But what lines are we coming back to? We know that in the last handful of games, probably let's say the last 10 or so, everything from how we've used goaltending to how we've set up the lines. I got pretty critical the other day regarding face-offs, and I was upset because the face-offs looked ridiculous. They were terribly skewed. Got better against Chicago. But... um at the same time, how can you how can you be mad when, as I mentioned on that show, you're missing Pierre-Edouard Belmar, who is making his return. He's getting a little bit more reps in practice, but he's not full tilt just yet. You're missing Matty Beneers, a top centerman. So we've made do, I guess is what I'm saying. 
But in some cases, us having to air quotes for those not watching on YouTube, hello, audio listeners, um, when we've made do, have we found other combinations that maybe were working better than the original? Now, it's kind of a trick question, right? Because at any given time, you've got people that are on heaters and then you've got people that are on dry spells or are ice colds, whatever you want to say. So there's some of that that's just sports, right? It's just sports. Another thing is you can't really shoulda, coulda, woulda yourself, you know, uh, in, into a headache uh, when you've had as many freak injuries as the Seattle Kraken, not to mention that mysterious illness that was going around. So you don't want to, again, shoulda, coulda, woulda. And <laughs> if we're being honest, before the injury bug hit in like a really super ridiculously hard way, there were some things that weren't inspiring <laughs> when it came to Seattle's play. The start out the gate, it was like a stumble. I'm not sure I have the full scout on this Seattle Kraken team. I think there are individual players that are absolute workhorses. Joy Decord is one of them. Yanni Gord is one of them. We're going to talk again about Joy Decord in the next segment. I mean, Jaden Schwartz has been. He, he He's a little more injury prone than I, I would like. Eberly is one of them. Um, but, you know, what is the real identity of this team? When Dave was talking during the Winter Classic, as you know, for those everydayers and OGers, I was thrilled that he was so open and honest about how this team, this roster has had to commit to the defensive side to be a winning team. I don't get the sense that this team has fully embraced that that's how they play their best hockey. Does that make sense? So last year, I think one of the things that made us successful is when we identified and realized that the only way we are going to, the best way, I don't want to say only, the, the, the way of playing hockey that gave us the best chance at a win and uh, uh, you know as close to a 60-minute game and success as we wanted was to be aggressive forechecking. I think we tried to get that into the minds of the skaters in season one. It just wasn't sticking. Season two, I thought we really leaned into the four checking, just the checking identity of the team. I thought for a time it was going to be face-offs. Then I thought for a time it was going to be net front presence. Then I thought for a time that we'd get back to four checking. And apparently now it's defense, which, again, in my opinion, I think it always should have been. So, you know, with players coming back, what are we what are we going to get here? And Dave, in his own way, addressed that because he was effectively asked, you know, with guys being healthy, now there's competition for different roles. And I love what he said. He said there should be competition. The competition is necessary. He also said that there are specific things, and he's been really on point and very specific about the things when he talks to media that he wants the team to focus on. And so today, it was that you got to sharpen up the, the power play. The power play for the Seattle Kraken, 18th overall in, in the league. 
uh, the PK 19th overall. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. The, the face-off wins a 47.3% clip. That puts us, if I remember, let me see if I still have the stats pulled up. Um, uh, so the face-offs won for the Seattle Kraken, as I mentioned, 47.3% clip. That's good for 26th in the league. Not great. Um, goals for 132, 25th among 32 NHL teams. Goals against 135, 10th fewest. So you would think, okay, that's not so bad. But the goals against per game played, 2.87 goals against per game. That's 22nd in the, the National Hockey League. So there are definitely things, and I've talked about our plus minus when it comes to goal differential. Now we've improved that for sure, but there are definitely things that this team needs to do. So I don't want to get caught up in, oh, we beat Chicago. Oh man, even that Chicago game, even that Chicago game. If you look at Allison Lucan's analysis, she talks a lot about how Joey Decord kept the Kraken in that game. And kept the momentum going. He was the first star. Another quality start. I think he had just over one goal, um, one save against expected. Joey Decord has been the difference for the Seattle Kraken hockey team. But when are we going to go from being strategic with our rosters with our lineups, with our projected lines, versus putting together a team out of necessity, including perhaps maybe overworking our netminders. Let's talk about that coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. And today's episode of Locked on Kraken also brought to you by our friends, at eBay Motors, you know them, you love them, because passion, drive, and patience are what bring home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance, from superchargers to roof racks to exhaust kits, even LED light, LED headlights, excuse me eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride or die every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available for U.S. customers. And thanks as always for making Locked on Crack and a part of your daily destination. Now, uh, strategy versus necessity. According to Jeff Baker in the Seattle Times, Joey Decord right now is handling 89% of the workload for cracking goalies. On the one hand, Joey's a very exciting goalie. I mean, you saw him get fired up 
in that win against Chicago when he's the first star, I think we all win when Joey Decord gets to eat the fish. Am I right? I, I know I am. I know I am. And, you know, fatigue is a real thing. I talk about this on my uh, women's basketball podcast as, far, as part of Black Rosie Media. We were talking about Brianna Stewart. At what point do you have to kind of just ease up just a little bit so that you have, in this case, Joey Decord hitting his stride at the right time. But some of that can only be answered if we understand a little bit better how the Kraken intend to use Joey Decord, or for that matter, how they intend to use Philip Grubauer now that he's back healthy. And the article that Jeff wrote, it seemed to me like he was... um, Perhaps the, the the article wanted you, I guess, to think about the goaltending situation in that it was Joey Decord, 89% of the workload up to this part in the season, with, got the start against a team like Chicago versus Philip Grubauer just coming off of injured reserve. It's interesting, right? Because on the one hand, you need Joey to get the reps that are comfortable for him. Because, again, he has put up 89% of the workload. Now, is that a number that the Seattle Kraken want to see? And, again, Jeff does a great job in his article kind of breaking this down. The 60-40, we've heard more equitable time in net. That has never happened for the Seattle Kraken. And a lot of that having to do with Phil Grubauer not always being healthy. So, presumably, Philip Grubauer is healthy, or at least healthy enough to go more regularly. Joey Decord seems to, whether he's officially quote-unquote healthy or not, he's ready to go. He's able to play games for the Seattle Kraken in net. The benefit of having both of them back healthy, in theory, is that the Seattle Kraken can now be selective and move into the strategy portion of the season versus the necessity portion of the season or really the franchise. I don't know that we have ever had a time, let's just argue, um, I don't know, a 10 to 15 game stretch where we absolutely had a choice between two healthy goaltenders. I mean, maybe that number is wrong. I, I, That's just what it feels like to me. Can we keep both of our goaltenders healthy? In service of keeping both goaltenders healthy, is it better to give Joey more starts just so Philip has some more time to get fully back? Or maybe it's the other way. Do you need to give Gruby some starts and get his touch back while also having the added bonus of giving Joey Decord some rest? And that's where you have to be talking, and I can't imagine that the Seattle Kraken aren't, but you have to be talking to your players. I think also perhaps a luxury of strategy versus necessity is do you look at what skill set you think is better suited for the Seattle Kraken to win versus any given opponent? Now you would say, okay, maybe you go and you look at the, the numbers, right? That Philip Grubauer has against, let's just say the Blues, since we're playing them tonight, versus what uh, Joey Decord has. Uh, for for a guy that has 80% of the workload in this season, you would think, okay, maybe we do that. 
However, Philip Grubauer has been an NHL-level goaltender a lot longer than Joey Decord. Now, I don't think that automatically means you can't look at their numbers and, and make some determinations. But I'm not sure if you can play that analytics game completely just given the, the type of time in the National Hockey League for each of these goaltenders. So I think it has to really be a little bit more about having open, honest conversations and setting the goals and expectations for the team. Because let's be honest, I can talk about defense, uh, you know, till the cows come home and forechecking and net front presence. At the end of the day, the reality of the Seattle Kraken is we go as our goaltending goes. And Joey Decord and his energy, I keep saying this, the Philip Grubauer energy is fantastic for the playoffs at least in the one run that we had, wouldn't trade it. Not even a little bit. And Joey Decord's energy in a regular season, uh, yeah, I think I'd take that. So then do we have our answer? You ride Joey as long as you can, and then you get Philip Grubauer more significant minutes later in the season. Does that, though, then disrupt his flow? I mean, again, I, I'm putting all these the, all these hypotheticals out there because there's so many different ways that the Seattle Kraken can make decisions right now. And I think it's important to pay attention because also we're just getting healthy from illness. We're just getting people back from injury. We're just getting back from a long road trip. and. We've got one more game after tonight before the All-Star break. So can we make it to All-Star break? I think hopefully, hopefully we've answered that question from one of our episodes last week. The other question now is what do we do as we have this roster back? Strategy versus necessity. Hack and company and Ron Francis and company have done what they needed to do to get us at least afloat. What do we do now? then this is the stuff, this is the stuff where, you know, you cut your teeth, you earn your stars and your your stripes, so to speak, as a coaching staff, as a general manager, because this is the tough time right now for the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, it was tough to be on that losing streak. It was tough to have a winning streak snapped. But this right now, you know, I, I talked about Eberly and that must win. I, I wasn't buying it. Ebbs, I love you. I wasn't buying it. I do think that literally must win games come when the season is literally on the line. I will always say that. And this might not be must win, but these are critical games. This is a critical stretch for the Seattle Kraken from top all the way down. Right now, the Seattle Kraken in the division we still are hanging on to that fifth spot right behind the Kings who've uh, fallen a little bit. And or you could say the Edmonton Oilers have surged their win streak 15. Holy cannoli. Talk about getting hot at the right time. Uh, you know, Vegas plays the Rangers tonight here in New York. They're in that second spot. Vancouver has jumped up. You know, we've got the Calgary Flames right on our heels, 47 points to our 49. And then, of course, you've got Anaheim and San Jose haven't cracked 40 yet so not super concerned about them at this moment in time but again this is critical when it comes to the wild card for a while the seattle kraken were really hanging on to a wild card spot but now you know we are behind la nashville 
St. Louis, who we play tonight, and the Coyotes. So, yeah, these are critical games. Must win? I'm not ready to say that. But if we look back, St. Louis we've got coming up. You know, um, we've got some critical games. That game against Chicago was critical. I didn't like the win. I don't think it felt good. I don't think it looked good. But you bet you by golly, wow, I'll take it. I will absolutely take it. We've got San Jose coming up. Philadelphia coming up. New Jersey coming up. The Islanders coming up. Boston coming up. You know, of course, other than the game uh, against San, uh, San Jose, everything else is on the other side of All-Star. So San Jose is really what we're focused on. Get this win, or and Columbus, excuse me. Get this win against St. Louis. Get the win on the 28th against Columbus. Get the win on the 30th against San Jose. And then, like, empty the tank in these next three, for sure. And empty the tank, but not in a desperate way. Empty the tank, not out of necessity, but out of strategy. I want to see all of our guys play at full tilt. Anyone who hits the ice, I want to see their best version of hockey in these next three games. Because it goes back to what Dave said. There should be competition competition is necessary and i hope if i well let me put it this way if i'm dave and his staff i'm feeding into that competition in a respectful and professional way because there are ways to really manipulate and play really gross mind games but really use that to your advantage and i think what you say is this is a critical stretch guys we need everyone stepping up Show me what you have, show me where you're at in practice, and show me what you're willing to do to get us a win in games. And that will determine how we set up the roster and the lines. And I I don't want us to worry about where from, you know, quote unquote one through four guys are listed. It should be about the guys who can play together and give us the best chance to win games by shooting at the net and by stopping the opponent from doing so. Critical. Must win, not yet, but critical. Critical stretch here for the boys. I'm excited. I hope you're excited for tonight. As I always say, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to one another. Hold fast. Stay true. And, uh, of course, we say loud and proud tonight at CPA or wherever you're watching from. Let's go cracking. I'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.